Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. This is Paul Young, the president of the Downtown Memphis Commission. I'm here with Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Hey, yo, Mike, check one, two, one, two. It's DJ D Nice, and I'm rocking with Double E, Ina Esco, with the Verbally Effective Podcast. Greetings, greetings, and welcome to another edition of the Verbally Effective Podcast, powered by We Are Memphis. I'm your host, your double E, Ina Esco. You know, this podcast intersects art, culture, politics, entertainment with a Memphis focus. Be sure that you are subscribed to the pod on all streaming platforms and that Ina Esco YouTube channel as well. Well, today, ladies and gentlemen, I have a young with, young man with me that's bringing that soul today. He bringing that soul. I'm talking about the brand operations manager over there in Memphis brand, Jay Gray. What's up, Jay? What's going on, Ina? How you doing? I'm lovely. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. This is dope. This is yes. Dope. Thank you for joining us today. Um, you know, you, you guys heard me say, you know, Powered by We Are Memphis. So, you know, Jay works at We Are Memphis. We're going to talk a lot about what We Are Memphis is and yeah. how it affects the Memphis community, yeah. you know, how it's bringing soul to the city. But we're going to start on you, Jay Gray. Let's go. Let's what go. part of Memphis are you from? North Memphis. North, quickly, North. Quickly. Yes, yes. North Memphis. Let's, let's be clear. North Memphis. So like right. what area? Like Raleigh, primarily. Um, I grew up in Raleigh mostly. Um, some people call it the Murder Eight. Some people call it uh, <laughs> the Murder Eight. I ain't never heard that one. Yeah, you you ain't from those parts. It's it's okay. okay. It's, I know what uh, High Park is. Yeah, but High Park. Shout out to High Park too. Um, but mm-hmm. Binghampton as well. Uh, spent a lot of time at Binghampton. Shout out to Lester. Grew up with the Lester. I know what um, Lester is. Yeah, so. Shout out to Lester, shout out to Dale Street out there in Binghampton and Hyde Park as well. Shout out to Lounge Street. Shout yes. out to those people out there in Hyde Park. Um yes. but yeah, um and Raleigh as well. But you know, the murder eight, exit eight, um, <clears throat> it's the it's the exit actually. It's the it's the number of our exit mm-hmm. when you get off on Raleigh. So and they call it murder some eight. Some people call it the murder eight. Why but they yeah. call it that, Jay? It's just, you know. Like legendary. Yeah, like, like, you know how it is. You know, just kind of being apart from the hood, you know, yeah. you just kind of a a place where it is what it is where you get there. So, um, but I loved it there. Shout out to those those pharaohs, um, Raleigh. Yes, you know, uh, yeah. Raleigh. You know, I went there one year, my junior year, and I had a ball. Now you better have a ball. And man. and it was ninety five, ninety six time oh, frame. Early, early. Yes. Early. Yeah. My brother. That's why my old my my I have an older brother who went around that time. So okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Shout out to the pharaohs. I went all through. So mm-hmm. shout out to my my class of two thousand three. 
Class of 2003. Okay, so let's talk about growing up in the murder. Eight, what was the young Jay into back then? A lot. Um, North Memphis was fun. Um, Unfortunately, I was a a systematic kid. Um, I grew up, um, I had a good home, um, but but tragic happened. Um, My mother passed away when I was 12. Mm. And so, um, but uh, tragically, and so my father was driving trucks, so he was always on the road. And my grandmother was a nurse, so she raised me, but she was, uh, and she just passed away not too long ago, but my grandmother raised me, and she was a nurse, so she had to do 12-hour shifts. So once my mom passed away in 98, I was 12 years old, and, you know, it just kind of let anything that whatever was bringing me, you know, attention, kind of let that, you know, come my way and kind of grow within it. Mm. And from that, um, I got a lot of friends. I had a lot of people, but I learned a lot of things. Um, Primarily, I just learned a lot of, great people inspiring to do great things in a lot of like terrible situations a lot of people overcoming a lot of things I met drug dealers who were you know 13 14 year old kids who were paying the bills at their house um like homies I grew up with I was graduating with was paying their bills at the house and feeding their families Mm -hmm. and and but you know and then going to school in the seventh and eighth grade such a big responsibility you know what I mean and so you don't know that these things are happening when you like in you know the comforts of your own home, but when you're out there surviving and you got to be a part of it type of atmosphere. And so, just growing up, I got I seen a lot of things, had a lot of friends, um, lost a lot of friends, you know, through mm-hmm. through the system and through situations and things like that. So, got a lot of memories and you know, I guess you know backed up tears if you will from that you know. But I got a lot of great motivation for our people and our minds and what we do and what we can overcome and how we can utilize and channelize what our intelligence teaches us. Um, it's just phenomenal that <clears throat> I had so many people at such young ages that was doing such phenomenal things mm-hmm. and, you know, they were losing their lives at very young ages, but they were really had plans. So I'm just living through them at this time. So yes. it's good. It's, it's good to live through the homies who, who really had those minds and they, and they, they really motivate me too. Mm, and I know you think about them all the time. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Now let's talk about why you were over there, a pharaoh yeah, in yeah, Raleigh, yeah. Egypt. Uh, what kind of activities were you involved in? Um, what's crazy is, like, I did a lot of production stuff. Um, I love sports, but I was too short. I was only, like, 5'3 in high school. So In I, high school? You yeah, had a spurt later, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, I grew up to be 5'9", <laughs> but I started real short in you know, all the hoopers. I wanted to be okay. a hooper, but, you know, we had people like Scooter McFadden. We had legends at Raleigh mm-hmm. Egypt, so I wasn't going to be a part of that and being five feet. So I kind of saw my way of being, like, through working through productions of things. So as I grew through high school, I started working behind the scenes of a lot of the stuff that we did. Um, I started talking with, like, how we can bring different activities to our uh, school, um, how to, like, hustle and get out and, talk to different people, different sponsors, different, act, like, that was my job almost with, with my school. I would lobby for Raleigh, Egypt, wow. and have, like, different people. Like, hey, y'all bring y'all, and, like, for an example, I got a lot of people's tuxedo sponsored from a tuxedo shop that was at the Raleigh Springs Mall mm-hmm. because I was, like, volunteering over there and, like, trying to get them to come about. Um, they also sponsored our fashion show for our senior year. Mm. And so I did a lot of, like, things like that. I was involved in, like, uh, BPA, you know, stuff I like that, yeah, DECA, stuff like that, um, a lot of business-oriented stuff as well. So I knew a lot of mm-hmm. 
that type of stuff. It was in a lot of clubs. Um, and so just was involved a lot in that process. So Would you like, say you have the gift of gab, Jay yeah, Gray? Yeah, that, that, that'll be a good, good, good way to say it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. And you know what? You mentioned the Raleigh Springs Mall. Oh, I yeah. used to love going to the Raleigh Springs Mall. Yeah, I, I, I remember the, the first movie theater, the front movie theater, mm-hmm. the one that used to be with Ruby Tuesdays used to be. Yes, so I'm Ruby Tuesdays. Yeah, so I'm, I'm that old in, in the game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And now there's something Mall. different going on over there now, right? Yeah, we got a, a police, like they got a police department slash library slash like walkway. A skateboard yeah, thing. Skate park. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of greatness going on yeah. over there, though. Um, And so, but it's good. Good for the communities. No yeah. issues out there. They do a lot of stuff. Uh, they bring like the fire department and a lot mm-hmm. of people out and do a lot of community food truck stuff out there, too. That's so, good. And we bring, we're getting a lot of like. It's getting better over there. So Do you it's getting, go back to yeah. Raleigh, Egypt, and um, not it hasn't been. A, it's been a while since like pandemic. Okay, I used to because uh, shout out to Miss Jones, who's the principal now. Um, she used to gr- she grinded her way up through Raleigh, Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, she used to sub there when we was kids, mm-hmm. and she grinded her way up to be an English teacher. And she said she didn't want to leave Raleigh, Egypt, and she became the principal at Raleigh, Egypt. So, wow. Yeah, shout out to Miss Jones, Miss Jones Meeks now. Because, okay. you know, yeah. So she, uh, but yeah, she's she's amazing and she's doing her thing over there. So she always got my full support. She knows that. But okay. um, I need to come back over there, you know, especially now that everything's open. But. Yes, yes. Always yeah. good to go back and, you know, go to your high school alma right, mater. Right, right. Let's <clears throat> talk about what happened after you graduated yeah. from Raleigh, Egypt. What was next for Jay Gray? Um... College slash hustling. Okay. <laughs> um, for I went to University of Memphis. Shout out to my Tigers. Um, but I also worked um, a lot. Um, I, a lot of me was just about working. Um, so I was kind of doing two, both both at the same time. But shout out to my job, Bridges. I worked at a place called Bridge Builders mm-hmm. um, where I got a lot of, of myself, where I found a lot of myself and finding ways to be myself into this business world. Um, I struggled a lot as a kid with anger issues and stuff like that because of how I was, uh, you know, the upbringing and <clears throat> losing my friends and all those things. So I didn't know how to really be, you know, professional out here, honestly, because I was so angry. And because and Bridge Builders kind of helped me. Shout out to Big Yo, who's still the director of Bridge Builders. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talked to him yesterday, but shout out to my guy, Mario. But Big Yo uh, kind of helped me you know, channel my personality and channel my mindset into being a professional and really being a impact, a positive impact at uh at a great organization. And I got to be myself at Bridges and I really gained a lot of notoriety for being myself at Bridges. A lot of people loved me at Bridge Builders. Um people who were my students you know, I was a counselor there. Mm-hmm. Um so a lot of people loved me being this uh counselor and stuff like that. So I grew a lot, and so, but at the same time, I was also at the University of Memphis, mm-hmm. and also out here being crazy, and so had kids at the same time. Became a single parent too, so mm. had to start grinding for real, for real. So, how were you able to balance all of those things, Jay Gray? Um, hustling, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I learned that early. I miss you. Um, you know, I used to help my grandmother with bills in high school, and so I would go to work. Um, I took AP classes my senior year, but I would go to work um, and then leave work, get come back, do some hustling, you know, sold drugs for a while as a high school student and come back to school, 
leave school and do all these things and have everything kind of set up before my grandmother got home before work and as a nurse. And so all this stuff was like set up in my brain, but I didn't ever kind of <clears throat> break it down or strategically organize it or use any of that. So once I got older and started utilizing tools and utilizing my mindset in a professional way, in a positive way, then it got easier for me because mm-hmm. I had already been doing it as a 13, 14-year-old kid. Instead of now, it, was a, it wasn't about survival. It was more about just, you know, growing my, myself, growing my brain, growing my mindset, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So at what point in your life did you make the decision to stop hustling? My kids. Um, I had uh, a son in 2008, my boy Jalen, and I just knew I wanted to not be away from them. Anytime I was away from my kids was I felt that I was deciding that something was more important than them. Mm -hmm. And so anytime I was away from them, I was like, it has to be something I have to be leaving to do that's more important. Either I got to bring back something for them or bring back something that can take care of them, something. And if I'm leaving for anything else, I'm like, I started feeling like crap. Like I just really started feeling bad. And so hustling was a part of it. It, was just, it wasn't, it wasn't necessary. A and kid so, would change your whole life. Oh yeah, absolutely. Your whole Especially life. Especially when you're a single dad. Like when I yeah. said like, and when my my son became one, it was just me and him. So every day was, I had to take him to daycare. I had to feed him every day. I had to change him every day. I had to go get diapers. I had to take him to the doctor. You, I had you to a real thing. You was a real single, single dad single, yeah, out here every single day. And so, wow. and so it started like that. And I was twenty three, twenty four at the time. And so, it just became a grind from then on out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> just having to change all of that. And I had another son a year after. Just kept the ball rolling. Just like I can't, I can't, and it just got more intensified. Mm-hmm. And so from there, that's where it really changed for me. Wow! And you know what, Jay? You are like deeply rooted in Memphis. Yeah. Um, you've seen all kind of facets of Memphis over the years. Um, very familiar with the Memphis nightlife scene. Oh, yeah. Talk to us about that. Uh, shout out to. Uh, Crazy story, my boy Carlos Payne, who was a bridge builder. We I worked know at Carlos. Bridge. Yeah, What's Carlos, up, Carlos? My guy. Um, but we worked at Bridge Builders together and we used to have these parties after just kind of after the summer is over with we these end of the summer parties. And one time I was making drinks and he was just like, Hey, you wanna we about to open up, you know, where it was the premiere at the time, mm-hmm. but the premiere was about to renovate. <clears throat> he was like, Man, we about to reopen the uh the premiere called it level two, which you want, you know, you want to bartend. So me and my best friend was like, let's do it. Oh, y'all were at the beginning. Oh yeah. Okay. On the all black. Okay. Yeah. 2008, November. We mm-hmm. opened, uh, the all black and, um, yeah. And we got hooked. Uh, we start, we got involved with it. Shout out to whoop, man. Shout out to Coco. Shout out to everybody. Yeah. A part CGI, of the whole team. What's up, man, CGI. CGI entertainment, man, yeah. for real. Um, but I grew a lot of with the workers, a lot of with the bartenders, man. We had a lot of good times and a lot of good grinds, man. It was fun. It was a fun, fun time over there at, uh, off American Way. Um, but uh, but I grew with, also did it with Silver Spoon and mm-hmm. um, but started working with Whoop in different areas. And from there, kind of <clears throat> building relationships with people, doing private parties from that on. And, um, yeah, and from that I grew to being the bar manager at the FedEx Forum. Mm. Yeah, how so, was that transition was a, from like nightlife to the FedEx form? It was. Um, 
I knew I knew I I was good with the crowds, but the the attention to detail was so much different. Um, and excuse me, like big arenas, you have to really be very focused on the attention to detail. You know, security is really watching. They got watchers all over the place, and you got a lot of like you got to really watch drop for drop. In the nightclub, you're really just kind of making sure the vibe is good. You know, when the vibe is good, you can kind of make sure everything is good. You want to make sure you ain't losing no money, but you want to make sure everything is just a vibe. When when you're at the arenas, everything is a profession. Everything is, is drop for drop, quantified. And I had to make sure three levels, six bars, maybe at a playoff game, Tiger game, mm. concert, no matter what, they're all fully functional ready to go, and everybody's accounted for. And then you got people counting the monies, and you got – it's just – it's so much happening so much and so fast, and it it, it, it grew me. Mm-hmm. That place trained me a lot because I went, you know, with that job. It took me to Kentucky Derby. It took okay. me to – oh, yeah, a lot of different, like – I know, that was big a good events. Yeah, big events, and I got to see it from a corporate level, mm-hmm. not just a nightclub level, but I saw it from a real big corporate level like sponsored level and it's just amazing that mm-hmm. I got to have those experiences just from mixing drinks. Yeah. Running my mouth really. Okay. Like I said, you got that get the gab, Jake, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now let's fast forward to today where you are the brand operations manager over yeah. there and we are Memphis. Tell the good people about what is we are Memphis and what you do there. Yeah, so uh, I'm the brand manager so and I'm I'm big my biggest part is community outreach. And so that's how I got to link up with you, you know, you know and, mm-hmm. and, and my part is just to kind of tap into whatever the unique stories are of our city. Uh, we are a digital marketing promoting uh, organization, but strictly for the city of Memphis. Mm-hmm. And so we, we market and promote our city to the world and to the masses through a lot of different avenues, a lot of different partnerships through research, a lot of things that we do through digital research, marketing research. We do a lot of different things through um, <clears throat> we bring influencers here. We bring journalists here. We bring a lot of people here to do different data researches within our city to gain information that we can then give out to different organizations and different businesses to invest in our city. And so, it's a lot of groundwork, and for me, it's just finding those unique stories within our city. Mm-hmm. People love our city mm-hmm. all over the world, and they really want to invest. They really want to find ways to get involved, and that's my job is finding the Memphians who's doing those stories. And mm-hmm. uniquely, I'm, I've been able to organically have these stories because of my experiences with people, with Bridges, yep. the nightclub, you know, working with you throughout, you know, our professions and stuff like that. So it's been dope to just kind of plug and play, yeah. you know, just kind of saying, hey, let's let's point the lens this way. Mm-hmm. Let's point the lens that way. And it's trying to highlight those people. And it's working yeah. so far. Yeah. You know, you probably drive down uh, through our various neighborhoods in the city of Memphis or on the expressway and see the We Are Memphis billboards yeah. with different Memphians mm-hmm. pictures in there that, have you know shared their stories with right. you all right so it's the constant storytelling and changing the narrative of memphis correct absolutely because you know a lot of people probably know memphis 
is for some of the older things <laughs> that are tied to Memphis. We don't even want to bring it yeah. up, but we're trying to move the culture forward absolutely. and bring some soul, right? Right, right. absolutely. We bring a soul to it, you know. <laughs> you know, other artists and times back in, you know, we know what it is, but mm-hmm. we uh we try to move forward. We really try to focus on what we're doing now and um focus on a lot of like what is the renaissance area that we in right now we're in a big renaissance era through music through fashion mm-hmm. through radio through every every which way that we can think of and through you know digital worlds through podcasts and through platforms mm-hmm. and so i'm just trying to find different ways to see how we can do that you know we got a spot like collage memphis here mm-hmm. uh, that's a black ballet studio yes. um that's doing great phenomenal things and so I can't mm-hmm. I wait to them. see what they're doing. Shout out to Hadaloo Theater, another mm-hmm. you know, people that we're working with. Um, and so we're just really just moving forward with mm-hmm. those type of organizations and pushing that narrative of what we're doing in the arts. Okay, so what does We Are Memphis have coming up on the calendar that um, you all are activating in? Oh, uh, So we're really just, um, like, really involved with what with, with the city is doing. Uh, Charlie Knight, for an example, um, which is June. July 29th, I believe, um, this upcoming July 29th, we're really working with uh, just downtown Memphis, getting people involved with that. We have an event with uh, the PGA. Mm-hmm. Um, we're bringing, we want to bring uh, Memphians to get them involved with the PGA. They come every year, mm-hmm. and so they want to be engaged with the city, and the city, we want the city to be engaged with them. These are all the top golfers oh, yeah, in the, the world. In the world. They're yeah. coming into the city. And so, yeah, we're, we're working with them. And so what we call the Soul in One, um, that'll be August 10th. So okay. tickets on sale now. So we're working with that. But we'll also be downtown on um, July 29th to just kind of promote that as well, just mm-hmm. kind of getting people involved and excited about what's going on in our city. Yes, because it's a lot going on. You know, you and I have these conversations all the time about how Memphis is changing. And, you know, to to come from where you come from, come from where I come from, it's amazing to see the growth here in the city. Yeah. And the diversity (laughs) that is here. I love it, too. It's natural diverse, too. Like, shout out to Latino Memphis, who we work with as well. It's like Mm -hmm. there is such an amazing thing, and it's organic. And so you just kind of work with it and see the beauty in it, see the culture, and just kind of try to shine a light on it mm-hmm. and just let it grow how it grows. You know, you know, I don't want a, you know, a tulip to be a rose. I just wanted to just figure out how to make both of them grow to be the beautiful flower that they are. I love that you said that, Jay Gray, because yeah. we are about to do Uh-oh. a segment <laughs> called Rose Thorn Bud. Oh. And this is all about you. Okay. Okay. As it relates to Jay Gray. Mm-hmm. So, let's start with Rose. Mm-hmm. I want you to tell me a recent win that you've had. A recent win. A win. Something um, positive. I got a house recently. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, for my children. So, it's pretty dope. Um, something I haven't accomplished before. So, mm-hmm. it's a pretty cool move. And I get to be in a space where my kids are in a good community. And, um yeah, I'm not driving all over, you know, just kind of being mm-hmm. able to in a space with our kids. And shout out to you. You kind of helped that. that, that okay, yeah. you're you you going to be in my part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Shout out to you. Shout out to you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Thorn. Let's talk about Thorn. We already did Rose. Let's talk about Thorn. Tell me about a recent 
challenge or roadblock that you may have faced? Um, man, um, my, my grandmother passing away. So, um, my grandmother raised me again. Um, again, I grew up without my mother and father. Um, but my grandmother was there throughout the, the all the process, uh, through mm-hmm. thick and thin. And so she just passed away over in past this past June and it it was tough. Um, just kinda going through the process of her assets. Um my grandmother I lived in her house uh, for a long time because you know, she wanted me to help take you know, get it better and fix it up and stuff like that. So that's where I'm moving from to get my house and kind of building from that. So it was a big challenge and a big transition for me from a family dynamic. Yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, anybody who's ever lost their grandmother knows the process. So it's just a big, it's a big life change for me. But um, my grandmother and I was extremely close. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyone who knows me knows that even as a kid. And so it's going to be good. For us, and but it's a, it was, it's a big challenge, no doubt. It's a good, yes. it's a big adjustment, big adjustment. Yes, you know, grandmothers are such a big part of your life Absolutely. and so instrumental in yeah. your upbringing. And you live with your grandmother, yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know, I know it's been tough, and I'm so sorry about yeah, yeah. it, Jay. I appreciate it. Thank I know you. you, you know, are working through this right yeah, now. Yeah, all right. We've talked about Rose, we talked about Thorn. Now it's talk, time to talk about Bud. This is something that's exciting that mm. is to come in your life. Oh, my children, check it out. Like, they're about to be phenomenal, so I can talk about them all day. Okay. Um, but my son is, uh, my oldest is, we're about to go to a training camp in North Carolina mm-hmm. for soccer. He's about to be the greatest soccer player ever. Where the camera's at? I bet he's, he's so cold. He's about to be the greatest soccer player ever. <laughs> um, And so... My son is amazing in soccer. He's been doing about 10 years now, uh-huh. but we're going to North Carolina. Shout out to Chapel Hill. Um, but we're going to a training camp out there. Mm-hmm. My middle son is on the seventh grade um, with a college IQ. Wow. Oh, yeah. So he's the top of his class. Um, his lowest IQ? grade in the sixth grade was a 100. His highest was a 107. I didn't know you can get that in, in middle Come school. On. So, and then my baby girl, um, my six-year-old daughter, Zoe, um, has been doing gymnastics for three years now. Um, we're still consistent in it, and she'll be tumbling, which means that she'll be doing full backflips um, in just a year when she should be like eight or nine doing them. She'll be seven when she's doing them. Wow. So um, I'm excited I about the growth of my kids. I love little brown girls doing uh, gymnastics. Oh, yeah. So I love it, man. I love being supportive of my kids. Um, I love taking on the practice and seeing the development and their work. Um it's been consistent, and if we stay consistent, we see the results. So, Amen. That's, Amen. that's the buzz for sure, my little buds. All right. So uh, you did Rose Thorn Bud pretty good. Oh, yeah. I, I like that, Jay Gray. Oh, yeah. And I want to thank you so much for coming on the Verbally Effective Podcast, powered by We Are Memphis. Yeah. You know, we have been working together very closely through this partnership, yeah. and I really appreciate Everything that you do, Jay. I just know that I really do. And I think that We Are Memphis is phenomenal in the work that you all do. And just trying to change this narrative of Memphis because there's so much here in the city that needs to be exposed. And, you know, we're moving the culture forward with this soul. So we got to keep that story going. Keep the soul rising, man. man, man. We have a different thing here in Memphis. Um, It's not like any other city try to compare us to different cities like New Orleans or, or Atlanta. Um, but we're, we're different. And yes. so we have a different brand here. Um, you can hear it in the music. You can see it in the fashion. You can see it in the dance. And you can see it everywhere. And so um, I just want to glorify it. I just want to shine a light on that soul and bring it up and just continue to bring it up.
Yes, well, you are definitely doing that, Jay Gray. Tell everybody how they can continue to follow your journey. Um, well, for me, um, I'm just, you know, I don't really do much on social media, but Jay Gray, too, is a uh, Twitter, um, Instagram. Um, but we are Memphis, Tennessee. Well, we are Memphis TN is our, our handles on social sites. Uh, we are Memphis TN, so you can always tap in into what we're doing or we at Memphis.com. Um, and get involved or whatever, you know, be an ambassador, whatever you want to do. Um, we can find something for you. We do things with Memphis music. We are Memphis music. Um, so anywhere you want to be, anything you want to do when it comes to Memphis, man, we can find something for you. That's right. Tap into We Are Memphis. Thank yeah. you so much, Jay Gray, for, you know, coming on the podcast and sharing your amazing journey. You've come a long way, man. Still got a lot to go. So yes. we still got a lot to go. Yes, we all do. Thank you so much, Jay. And thank you all for joining us yet again on the Verbally Effective Podcast, episode 219. And we have so many more Memphians to talk to about your wonderful journeys. Uh, once again, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on all streaming platforms and the Ina Esco channel. Make sure you hit that subscribe button as well. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Verbally Effective Podcast powered by We Are Memphis. <laughs>